it would be odd to have added 12 Muggies the TV show to the recommends for this because it would be like alright is that you telling us not to watch the film yes it would (laughs) that would be so broken I love it Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that was destined to watch its own death, as long as it's wearing a fine-ass lace front. I am the Irish equivalent of Brad Pitt's lazy eye, Sean Ferrick, <laughs> and sitting in the red corner is the seemingly empty vial of world-ending aromas, Ian Whittington. <laughs> seemingly empty, so I'm glad that I came away with at least a suggestion of something inside me. That's great. There's something inside so strong. I oh, now know no. where that... oh, Is it oh no was... afterwards? Um... God, I love that song. It's a good song. Do you know what you know, really, speaking of I want to be really careful about yeah, yeah I, I want to be really careful about insulting that song because that's a good I could love that song so much. No, it is, it's gorgeous. Um, but you know like old songs. What a weird way to start a sentence. You know you do know old songs. I rediscovered an old song by the um oh, what are they called? Hang on a minute. It's the same band that did Love Train. Um uh, Love. Uh, the OJs. Um and it's money, it's that money, money, money song. Money, 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 money. Oh yeah. Money. But the opening to that song just absolutely slaps. It's like banump, 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 banump. Well, considering we don't monetize this podcast, there's a strong possibility it's going to be playing underneath what we're talking about. So, oh, just... for the sake of that, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it sounds great. It sounds like this. It was at this point the lads got slapped with a cease and desist. There's a very strong possibility that what you will have just heard is sound redacted. Yeah, and... <laughs> or just silence because Sean is editing this week, <laughs> or just comments going, "Hey, where's this week's episode, lads?" <laughs> Oh, you've given up on this one. No, no, it'll be there. It might be backwards. It'll be there. Very, very possible. Also, funny, drop into the comments. What was the opening theme this week? <laughs> we don't know. God only knows. Oh. oh, hi, Ian. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm not too bad. How is your stress levels now that I have at least 5% control over your podcast, baby? Totally How's fine. How's it going? I'm good. Totally good. Um, is it good? Just, is it great? I've never been more motivated to develop time travel, but I do now know that if I have developed time travel, I can't change the past because I already would have done. Absolutely. So it kind of makes every one of your endeavours pointless. Well, that's reassuring. Good. Do you have anything Excellent. newsworthy? <laughs> to the news! <laughs> Assemble! Uh, speaking of things that are absolutely pointless, no, uh, I, I am completely 100% ambivalent about the Suicide Squad. Oh, even after the trailer? The tra- it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It looks good. And, you know, I, I wish them all the best and I will watch the movie and great. I just don't care. Oh no, do you know, I do. Do you know what I mean? Like this is uh, weird. Maybe it's uh... just because you're like opening the show this week doesn't mean you have to take my my viewpoint, which is usually to hate everything. I'm super excited about this. Now I liked that. Right. So this is called the Suicide Squad. What was the other one called? Just Suicide Squad. So 
the sequel is called The instead of just Suicide Squad. So we now already starting well. So we now have Suicide Squad and the sequel The Suicide Squad. Good. Well, it's a bit like you know you have 1979's Halloween and 2018's Halloween. Yeah, but that's separated by a fuck ton of decades, let alone not just three years. Yeah. But there you go. Arguably, it's also been separated by a hell of a lot of drug use to yeah. get some of these people back. Yeah, and I'm, by some of these people, I mean Margot Robbie. Oh, I thought you were talking about Halloween still. <laughs> <laughs> well, potentially. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really... So I think this is... I like the... Oh, damn it. I like Suicide Squad, the first one. Um, but it felt like, oh, you're so close to a really good film, but you've you've gone down a really dark, ridiculous path that I don't quite understand. Um, this just looks like it's leaning into the the bonkers and the bullshit and the and the Harley Quinn. Can you believe Harley Quinn's? This is her third film now, and she still it still feels like we haven't properly got Harley Quinn yet. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, because you're you've seen all the animated series and everything, yeah. So like you're I've seen, seen the important the... stuff, yeah. And I've started watching. Yeah. Um, shout out to my good buddy Joe who has lent me his collection of the animated DC back catalogue. Um, and I'm, oh, cool. I'm slowly working my way through it. So I've seen some of the milestone stuff. Um, and I don't know where this tangent was going, but yes. Well, where the, okay. Well, also that is steady. We will discuss. Uh, it's the, the f- cinematic version of Harley Quinn is, you know, for one, pretty much it. Like that's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, and I say this with love, Harley Quinn is one dimensional, but that's the point. That's the fun. Is that she is the gangster's mall. She is, you know, the Joker's girlfriend. Yeah. And that's kind of it. She's so already been given were... way more to do than she pretty much had in a lot of the cartoons. A little bit. Margot Robbie, she's brilliant. She's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I have to say, I did enjoy... It's not an amazing film, but I did enjoy, you know... The Emancipation of Harley Quinn! Yes. Um, you know, Harley was, Quinn, like, the movie. I liked it. exactly what it was, yeah. And it was grand. It was it was good fun, and it, it is what it is. I just think that <laughs> I feel bad saying this already. It's like DC Harley Quinn's not going to happen. Stop trying to make it happen. <laughs> it kind of is that, isn't it? It's like you're not gonna save the Snyderverse with just doing more of this. Like you've kind of lost a lot of cohesion. Um, do you know what it's like? This is like the Expendables, but in the DC universe. The cast is ridiculous. It's just got everybody in it. Um, even Stallone, I noticed, was in the, the closing credits. Sylvester Stallone was in the screen grab oh, at the okay. end of the trailer. Um, and I just I see it going that way. Like, the next film's going to have Bruce Willis um, and uh, Christopher... No, not Christopher Plummer. Whoops. Just because of 12 Monkeys, we were thinking of... Yeah, sorry. <sighs> Chris Walken... Is where I was going with that, Christopher Walken. Shocking that he hasn't been cast in DC. Although, actually, sorry, news, um, not to talk over this, but just because it'll go out of my mind otherwise, uh, Helen Mirren has been cast in the Shazam sequel. Cool, fine. It's no more crazy than Tilda Swinton and um, who was... Yeah, just I mean... Who uh, was in Thor's film? Um, uh, A few of them. uh, (laughs) She played Hela. Hello. Oh, what am I talking about? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, yeah, exactly. Nothing, yeah. you couldn't announce a piece of casting that would now confuse me because comic book films are just there now, aren't they? Yeah, I was about to say, what about Joaquin Fee? 
Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. He won Oscar for a comic book Yeah, film. Oh, I love that film so much. It is very good. Yeah, I was only talking to somebody about it earlier on, which was <sighs> in my head. Um, yeah, all right, good. to completely walk back on what I just said about um, getting Margot Robbie full of drugs to <laughs> come back and do this. No, no, just obviously Harley seems like she's on drugs the whole time. I just... She's a hard character to root for in anything Agreed. more than the most basest level. The theme, you know? yeah, the theme of the Suicide Squad is hard to root for. And yeah. this is that's one of the things that annoyed me about the first movie is they just went with the, oh, they're actually saving the day, so they're not bad people. I want them to be bad people doing bad things. I want to see yeah, that Birds movie. Birds of Prey did that. Do you know what I mean? Birds of Prey was better at doing yes. that than the entire first film was and by the looks of things with the exception of i'm a bit confused is john cena's character a good guy or a bad guy i thought he was he's a good guy ish something to do with like if, if it was you know anything to save liberty yeah i'll uh, eat all know, of the if, dicks on the beach <laughs> just a weird and, thing i'm like that that's gas I'm but have we just seen the best parts of the trailer well sorry i keep talking of you no no no. you're fine i think you're right i think i'm worried that we have seen the best bits um but also, like, that's such a weird thing to put in your trailer. I'm always fascinated by the things you choose to put in your trailer. Because, like, even if you're not showing the best bits, you're showing the stuff that this is your best opportunity to get my bum in the seat and watch this film. What an odd thing to make me do that. Why, why do you think that's the thing that's going to get my attention? Um, shark Man eating several people. Yes. I don't know. King Shark. King Shark's amazing. It's just incredible. It's amazing how often he's been used. Like, he's in. He's in the Flash TV show as well. And you just think it's one of those villains you'd steer way clear of. I know, right? Although, isn't Flash's big villain Gorilla Grodd? Correct. I know, obviously, this refers to Flash, but... Um, Not necessarily bad. It's ambiguous. Yeah, he's good and bad. Yeah, it's just like... But he is a talking... Gorilla. gorilla. Yes. We're okay with this. We're on the same page. Yeah. I mean, but actually, hang on. Hang on to myself now. If I'm sis- to sit here and attempt to put logic on comic book universes, I can just yeah, diddly just squiddly fuck the hell off. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. No, uh, and I, considering I really enjoy the Green Lantern comic books, like I can just like, Sean, what are you doing? Pick and choose. Oh, Pick that's choose. still one of the stupidest things about the, the um, Snyder Cut. Friggin' oh. Green Lantern still. You're still not using your ring properly. What are you doing with it? They didn't. When you yeah, see true. that big battle, the alien Green Lantern just uh, does. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Yes. Hold, hold, hold on now. I can, I can slap you with a bit of comic book knowledge there. Go on. It wasn't until the Sinestro Core War that the Green Lanterns were given the ability to use lethal force. Fine. I'm talking ability, about ability, as in it, literally their ring would shut down. No, I'm talking about imagination though. Like I'm sure he oh, yeah, still yeah. just threw a punch with it, or something like you can create you are basically q you can create anything yeah all right well you're standing there at fucking dark side standing in front of you i want to see your big connects ah, uh, just, just you know, fly up out of everywhere <laughs> watch this very complicated set of lego come together just rolling away actually i know exactly what would happen right so you're standing there the full green lantern get up right Darkseid's running at you and you're giggling as a gigantic dice comes rolling yes. down the hill 
Roll 20 for persuasion. D20, just coming at you. Yeah, I love it. That is exactly what would happen. But, oh, I don't know what to do I about this. didn't necessarily this. use lethal force. I just, you know, if he, <laughs> if being squished is lethal to him, how was I to know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. He's just a big wuss. Um, but Peter Capaldi is in the is in Suicide Squad. I'm super on board with that. Yeah, I'm on board with that anyway, yeah. And Idris Elba does look like, in a very funny way, like, what am I doing in this film? Definitely. But I think that's the character. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. I think they're going to lean into the British thing as well. They're not going to try and... Well, they're not making him use a stupid American accent. Um, not that American accents are stupid. I just mean that's right. yeah, when an English up, person yeah. is forced to... Do an American accent. Anyway. Dig up. Dig up. Dig away. To the recommends! <laughs> Can you remember what you were going to recommend? Uh, I do actually have... Uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I have a recommend. Tell me what it is, Sean. Excellent, cool, seamless editing there. Um, the I watched um, Tom Holland's film, the one that he did with the Russo brothers, Cherry. Uh, yeah, heard of it. Sounds interesting. It's it's on the quite good side of fine. <laughs> I'm because I I want to be like you should see it. Like yeah. it is it is decent. There are some. There, there are some kind of like annoying pitfalls that do take away from it as a whole. Okay. But generally, it's a, it, it's trying to tell you the story of a man who struggles with PTSD after he signs up for the army in two thousand three. So he goes to Iraq. Oh right, Iraq, that makes sense. Iraq, even, um, and you know, comes back, and you know, obviously, the mental health piece of crap that was America at the time completely fails him. Um, I'm not certain it's gets, a lot better now. Oh, this this side or that side of the ocean. Yeah, he is patient zero, nearly of the opioid crisis. Yeah, um, he gets hooked on oxycontin. Um, it's it's a tough watching places. There is there's a problem with it, and it's you just don't believe Tom Holland. So that's my problem. This character. How old is which Tom is Holland? A shame. Oh, I want to say I want to say twenties, potentially early thirties. Yeah, I think he's what? a lot older than we think, but he still looks eighteen. But that, that's it. And that's and the problem. I need to just check who plays his uh, wife in this because she's very good in it, but like that has the face of somebody who is fourteen. And there is there is a scene where they're aged up in makeup, and actually the makeup on him is quite decent, but the makeup on her is dreadful. Yeah. Um, but. Look, having said that, sorry, I do recommend it. It is a good story. Six years uh, younger than me, so film. he's 24. 24. Oh, that's, that's upsetting. How, like, I what think, were you doing at age 24? Yeah, Kira, I think we're just older than we think we are now. Well, there is that. Kira Bravo. Uh, she's very, very good in it, but yet, like that, she has the face of a 14 year old. Yeah. Kira. Um, was it Bravo? Bravo, yeah. This is great. Um, Bravo. 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 Right, sorry. <laughs> she looks 12. What the fuck? And, yeah. Yeah. And, there, and there's some scenes where you're just like, I'm really not okay with watching a kid go through this. Oh, she's 23. Yeah. So that makes sense. So is she a Disney person? I'm sure she's a Disney person. 
it's good. It's there, there is there's some serious gaps in logic in it, right? Um, Tom Holland, he does his, he's given it one hundred and ten percent for the whole thing. So the problem is not with the performances in any in, on anyone's, you know, feet there, but right. um, but at two hours and ten, it's too long. I'm getting it so is. sick of movies that are too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like if sometimes they need to be that length. Other yeah. times you need a better editor. Yeah, or an editor. Yeah. It's like I just I stand by it. If you think the film is done, take another half hour out of it. <laughs> I think you're you're gonna have a better. I movie. know what you mean. I know what you mean. Or 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 you know whatever you want to do with the Blu-ray or you know yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League was never intended to be nope. not in its current incarnation nope. was not going to be in the cinema that's fine as a, I can watch it whenever I want for everything fine that's totally fine yep totally get it you know same with Lord of, Lord of the Rings was bum testing in the cinema but now I, I wouldn't take a second out of the extended editions on of course not Blu-ray. no because it's this is what yeah. my Sunday is going to be exactly yeah exactly but it was a bit like Oh, okay. okay, we're moving into the 25th act. Okay, that's <laughs> Do you know cool. what that genuinely made the Snyder Cut feel longer? Is the chapter one, chapter two, because it is, it takes you out of the movie and reminds you that, oh shit, this is, you're in chapter six now. Usually we don't have to do chapters in a film. Um, it, it definitely um, affects the pace, and I'm not sure, I think that's probably a side effect of it being released originally in six parts. And then shunting it back together. I may, yeah. Well, I mean, makes, makes sense because it works as um, like I I have watched it in installments yeah. now. So and it works as that. Like you don't need. I mean, it, it's great if you have four hours to put aside. Sure. You but, just if you don't sleep. Well, yeah, that too. But yeah, like the way it's edited, it, no, it works as episodes, and that's that's fine. But yeah, so sorry, we've gone way off topic here. Right, so I recommend. I do recommend Cherry. I think it's very good. Oh. Um, I think it's worth watching. I think there are bits of it that let it down. Um, the acting is not one of those bits, though. Cool, that's um, good. And the what else? There's one actor who actually I really like, and I have a vested interest in this because he's an Irishman. Uh, Jack Rayner uh, is in it. I didn't know he was in it, and then there was a moment of, is that? That's Jack Rayner. Yeah, uh, he is. You may recognize him from things like Midsummer, from uh, one of the twenty-seven Transformers films. Oh um, yeah, I know him. Yeah, and he's actually really good. I want him to do more things, um, and he's quite good in this. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a weird little role. Yeah, but that's um, what he does, isn't it? He just kind of he's there, <laughs> pops up. He is also younger than us. I give up. I am so what dumb. Was even worse was it his first film that I saw him in was a film called What Richard Did, which is a film version of a book called Bad Day in Black Rock. Uh, and I know the story of that. I was alive when the events were happening. Okay, move on, Sean. So when I was watching this film, I was out of college at this point. Uh, and then it was really quite upsetting when I was watching a scene of him sitting in the lecture room that I had vacated several oh, years that's previously. that's awesome. That's crazy. Like, that's... That's odd. Oh, no. Dang it. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I still hate hiring people that were born in this century. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay. Or, I know, it's I, this is not an original joke, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> Where, you know, you, you're you buying 
alcohol at the till. Yes. And they're like, oh, do I, uh, do, can I see your ID? No problem. Pull it out. Oh, that's fine. Do you need to read the date? No, I saw the one. At the yeah, start of it. You're exactly. Okay. Like, oh, God <laughs> uh, that's enough. Uh. <sighs> Never mind. We still have years ahead of us. You're yeah, right. One of us still has years ahead of us. Yeah. Um, Until they find my body. <laughs> the important part is this is getting edited out. So, okay. So, we were watching a film. Um, Ian, 12 Monkeys, and little asterisks, right? With no reference whatsoever, because I'm going to ask you about it later on, but right now, no reference whatsoever to the TV show. What did you think of 12 Monkeys? So, yeah, I do have something I'd like to recommend this week. Um, I watched a couple of things. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my fault. I'm sitting here at 20 minutes going, I have talked so much shite. Okay. Ed- edit all this out. Hold on. Leave what, it in. What? I can't even... Leave it in. Oh, that was brilliant. Fuck all me. the time you were talking about 12 Monkeys, I was like, let him go. Let him continue. Think You're of a way a to get back dick. to the recommends. I was like... You're such a dick. <laughs> Oh. Uh. <laughs> Ian, anything to recommend this week? Leave it in, leave it in. Um, yeah, I do, but we haven't really got a lot of time, so let's talk about 12 Monkeys. Tell me. What so, did you watch? I watched two Why? things, one of them today, one of them throughout the week, and I don't, I'm going to let you pick. Soul or Sonic? Um, talk to me about Sonic. Because we've both seen Soul and it's very good and we should all watch it. So talk to me about Sonic. I've not seen Soul. Yeah, no, I did like Soul. It was good. Um, yeah. Um, Sonic, ah, damn it. Two, nearly two and a half hours long. Again, a movie that suffers from its length. Um, having said that, it did go quicker than I thought, but I was very aware. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, that's, that's Super Mario. Is it? I I mean, I'm aware of all these things. Yeah, that's uh, so when that... Super Mario gets the invincibility thing. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway, Sonic, um, there's plenty you could cut. It's fine. It's okay. Jim Carrey is fantastic. However, he's not playing Dr. Robotnik. He's playing Evil Ace Ventura. Um, okay, and considering we were only talking, what, like, yesterday? Yeah. About all these different Jim Carrey things. Uh-huh. That's... Are we thinking this is worrying? No, this is exactly or... what I wanted from Jim Carrey. This this okay, this cool. film has been marketed perfectly, minus the original snafu of designing Sonic wrong. Casting Jim Carrey in snafu. this. That was somebody's like March. Oh man, down. somebody absolutely uh, got fired for that. Um, but you've got video game from the nineties, which so because I was trying to work out who is this film aimed at because kids today. I am shocked if they have anything to do with Sonic. So this film, although kids can enjoy it, has got to be aimed at people in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, I'd say. Mm. Um, so to have Jim Carrey, who is also from my childhood, playing the bad guy, that's a, I thought, this is exactly why I'm watching this film. Damn it, I have been subjected to marketing and I have failed. <laughs> this has sucked me in. But no, I really enjoyed it. It was good. Most of the jokes don't land. The writing's pretty ropey. Um, oh, okay. Do you know who wrote it? Sorry. I, Just I was... I, no, I don't. If you can Google that super quick. I did... I, I was hanging around for the credits and I didn't actually see it because, of course, there's a mid-credits scene. Um, oh, that's cool. Just give me two seconds. I'm just going to do your job for you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, no worries at all. Um, 
But so, how are we friends? Well, we should not. Be. Um, the all right, Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Hang on, isn't Josh Miller the the Miller? Millers? As in, um, I don't think they're Lego Lord Batman. Miller. Chris, oh, hang on, Lord and Miller. That's got to be Batman. Give me a second. If so, that is really disappointing. Uh, no, no, it's not different. Him. Miller. I hope so. Well, hang on, this is him as an actor. Okay, keep talking. Yeah, so so for example, one of the jokes that doesn't land is like Sonic is in the house with your main man and the police are approaching and he's all panicked and Sonic is like, what are you panicking? Okay, cool. What are you panicking about? I'm not wearing trousers. Isn't that, that's in one of the traders. Yeah, is it? I think, oh, as in, sorry, God. I think I've seen. It's really, and it's like, yeah, but you never wear trousers. That's not a problem for you. And that's not the joke you were trying to make either. Um, yeah, and there's some like odd sex jokes in it as well that don't really hit. Uh, I, I, I'm just guessing right now it's to do with speed and no, actually it, it's not. Um, oh, it was I can't even remember, but it was crap. Um, that really really disappointed. It was almost like right, we've gone two pages without a joke. We need to put one in, but we're going to put as little thought as possible and get on with the plot. The plot to this film is both complicated and simple. It's basically a chase, but the the right. yeah the way round is a bit tricky. Um, I don't know. Well, like if you think about like how how is it because Mad Max Fury Road? What's the plot of Chase? Yeah, That's exactly. Like, there's no other plot, I, but it's brilliant. Yeah, no, phenomenal. Um, my, yeah, no, my biggest problem is I don't really give a shit about Sonic and his reasons. Um, okay, they have they didn't. Sorry. That's a problem. Like, if no, you don't really care... Is. Yeah. Um, the, his origin story is done in about 45 seconds. And it's very much... We need to explain why there is an animated hedgehog on Earth. We've done that now so that we can have the two, two and a half hour adventure with said hedgehog. Okay, because I know that... Is it, is it a... I mean, I suppose spoilers, but is there a parallel universe or like for nope. him to come over to Earth? Just this is Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a planet, and the rings are portals. That's it. He's on an alien planet, okay. and he gets sent oh, to you know Earth okay, as a refugee, which is fine, fine. cool. Yeah. Um, but it, it's oh, it's um, there's a there's a ninety minute fantastic animated film in there. Okay. Okay, and they stretched it. And I genuinely there. mean you could lose 50 minutes from it. And I think you've right. got a really tight... Uh, rewrite some of the jokes and then it'll be good as well. Do you know what I think? I think both of us this week have gone, oh no, we need to pick a recommends. We have two things we don't really feel very strongly about, but let's well, throw them into and the that's it. I don't have... You, you're spot on. I have no strong feelings about this film. I'm not going to say don't watch it. I'm not going to say watch it. Just, I did watch it. And these are my thoughts. Take from that what you will. <laughs> Grant, well, well, dear beautiful listeners, if you have heard any of this, I decided to leave all this in. So let's yes. see if this has actually <laughs> yeah, convinced you to watch this. Is there anything like, I, uh, any kind of closing argument as to why we should or shouldn't watch Sonic the Hedgehog? There's going to be a second one and it might be better. Is the best argument that I can make. I suppose for, for mine, it's incredibly unlikely there's going to be a second cherry. Good lord, I hope not. Uh, yeah, Some things don't need a franchise, but there we go. Yeah, although it was the Rousseau brothers, so, I mean, they are the yeah. kings of the world of franchises. So, uh, right. To the matter at hand. Right, what to was the, the question you were hand. going to ask me before you rudely... What, you mean, the one I full-on did ask you, yeah. and then you spoke over me. 
I let you finish. This is, this is what happens when I run the podcast. Things get real bitchy real fast. Yeah. Only when you fuck it up. Like, All right. Well, fatty. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I'm saying that because Ian is wearing his sexy, sexy, beefy t-shirt today and he looks very, very beefy and lovely. Yeah, if this episode gets to 100 downloads, I'll put it on Twitter. I won't. And, and by it, he means... So, when you were... So, you have seen the TV show of 12 Monkeys. Correct. So, do, in not, allude, do not allude to that in any way when I ask you, Ian, what did you think of 12 Monkeys? So the film, now the, the Terry film. Gilliam film that kicked it all off, because you'll have a context that I won't have, because yeah. I've not seen it. No, that's fair. Um, ah, dang it. I I like the second half of this film. I don't like the first third. I think I like the, yeah, the last two thirds. I like this film. I do. Mm. I think it's, it's a film I like so much, but never want to see again. Yeah. It's 100% a one and done. Um, and a lot of that is the first third and just how Terry Terry uh, Gilliam makes a movie is just beyond me. Which is cool. We need brains like that in the world because they make creative shit. And you get Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is one of my favourite films. But <sighs> I also can't not compare it to the TV show, which I think is a masterpiece. Um, what did you think, Sean? Uh, well, I mean... Obviously, spoiler, we were talking about this before, and yeah, I, I agree. The first, the whole bit where he's in the asylum at the start, it is, I'm guessing it's clearly meant to be uncomfortable, which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt, I think, I mean, he is, he is playing a caricature of, you know, people who have either, you know, an, an, some sort of anxiety disorder, some obsessive compulsive disorder, disassociative disorder. Skits, yeah, um, like so. He he is paying a party of it, and yet it's quite compelling, both because it's Brad Pitt and he's very good in this yeah. film, and also because he's speaking at a mile a minute, and it's kind of you're kind of you're almost on the edge of your seat trying to keep up. And I don't and think they're mocking anyone. I don't think they're taking the piss out of. I think because of the style of the film, yeah. I don't think they are. If they had played this scene straight, and yet he had delivered the same performance, yeah. I think it would have gone very close to being like. It's it's borderline, isn't it? It is right, yeah. right there. Because it's quite absurd. Because it's it's not that it's absurd in terms of what you're seeing on screen, but it's the angles. It's specifically, it's like, hey, audience, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, there is and so I'm going to do it very successfully. Uh huh. There are so many shots that are uncomfortable, disorienting camera angles. Um, it is you end up spinning in your chair trying to keep up with the film. I mentioned the drooling um there is a lot a lot of saliva in the first third of this film and i just it's a very damp film yeah some that's one of the things that you just avoid you just generally as a filmmaker you the character it might be realistic but i don't really want to see it but yeah we kind of went full realism in this we did which is again ironic for an absurdist absurdist piece of yes entertainment absolutely. like this do you want to do the it's, plot uh, before we carry on? <laughs> the synopsis. All right, best of luck to both of us. All right, let's meet on the other side. No, it's actually, weirdly enough, it's actually quite a straightforward That's plot. super duper straightforward. it's time travel. Yeah. The only thing they don't explain is how you do time travel. Mm-hmm. That is not explained in this film. Yeah, you just have to go... No film does travel. that. Even Back to the Future, it's just flux capacitor. But you don't... But it, it, Sorry, you're right to clarify. As in, They don't even do the flux capacitor thing. They're just like, oh, well, you're in, you're in the time travel device now. Yeah, exactly. You're just in a tube. 
and then you yeah, disappear. Like, arguably, it's one step below Looper in terms of how we explain it. Looper is like, oh, we invented it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, you at least you at least hung an lampshade yeah. on it. All right, that's cool. Yeah. The one thing uh, that but look, that's fine. The one thing that baffles me about that is, and this is the same for every time travel thing in the world is, you can't cure the disease, but you can invent fucking time travel. I feel like that's harder. No matter what the problem is, I feel like time travel is the harder thing to create. Oh, I don't know. You might be eating your words next week. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, the one thing... No, it's okay. It's too early for me to... I'm going to make a point, which I'll come back to. The plot. It basically alludes to the end of the film. Yes. That's the whole point. Right, so the plot is in the future. Uh, Bruce Willis is an inmate. He's been arrested for reasons. So, and from this jail are plucked, quote-unquote, volunteers. And they are being selected for very important missions. It alludes to the fact of once you volunteer, no one ever sees you again. Mm -hmm. Now, in a perfect world, they're being given a pardon. In reality, no, they're not. No. You know, it's like... And no one really thinks that. Well, one guy does. I suppose, yeah, because he's a, you know, Captain Optimistic. Yeah. So what it is is that, yes, he is brought up to the time travel room, at which there, I think there's like a sign that says, this is the time travel room. <laughs> and there, in this universe, there is a devastating virus has killed <laughs> all five billion people on the planet. This film was made neither today nor yesterday. No. What are we up to, eight billion now? Yeah, nine, uh, yeah we're nudging eight billion, yeah. So there's actually a very, a very engaging piece of text. Um, it's a quote, right? And the quote is explaining that in 1997, a deadly virus will be released and 5 billion people will die. This is a quote from a mental patient in 1990. Yeah, Goins. Uh, is it, does it, I don't, I don't think, sorry, I don't think this text says at the time. No, but we Goins know is, who it is, yeah. Goins is Brad to... Pitt. Brad Pitt, sorry, yeah, and Cole is Bruce Willis. Correct. Yeah. So Bruce Willis is our protagonist. Goins is an antagonist, uh, of which there are a few in this film. Which I, I appreciated that. I liked that there was more than one. Um, okay, I've gone way off the plot. So some time travel. Uh, there's some, some monkeys, arguably 12 of them. Yeah, um, Bruce is sent back in time to prevent the dissemination of a virus that has been created by a group of terrorists called the 12 monkeys darling you are wrong but i don't blame you for one second it's never prevention it's to find sorry out how. you are absolutely and you're, no you're dead right. right because i thought for about half the film as well as like, no okay, you're right it's things. not prevention yeah. it's to find out exactly when it is when it happens and to find out how to cure the disease so basically they want to find the scientist that created it so they can pluck him take him to the future and use his brains to create a cure that's yeah he's more or less he's a historian an unwilling yes. untrained yeah. historian effectively. yeah because the problem so they they the first mission that they send him out on is fact finding in they kind of know that the 12 monkeys were operating in this area um, mm. And he has really, really fantastic memory. So goes out, finds a poster on the floor or some painting of the 12 monkeys, 
so they know that this is the location to send him back to. Mm. And the reason mm. they know to send him back to 1996 is because of a recording that they've received from the past, which is actually Cole's girlfriend. <laughs> but we don't know that yet. It all, it, like, just it's whoever's, slightly like, whoever's sitting there with a pen and paper, it does all end up making sense. But you will feel so lost for the for first quite a while yeah, this, film. this yeah. is that's my big problem. You feel lost because everything is like bonkers feel- around you, and everyone is pretty much insane, and the time travel stuff is just a bit out of order as well. You could be you could be kind and say the film tries to make you feel like Cole would feel because yes. Cole there there is a psychological effect of the time travel. So you are, you arrive and you're totally disorientated, yes. and he is put into a mental institution because he is spouting nonsense he he doesn't have enough of his faculties to go oh well i'll just shut up now and yes. you know i'll i'll just hang and on and some people don't do survive yeah they don't survive the time travel you've got to be quite hardy of mind to survive and it's, also, it's not an exact science either yeah no shit cuz he ends up in 1990 well, they, they yeah. send him to the wrong year um and it is all right question so he is physically sent there yeah, but but is he? Because how is he brought back? That's that. I'm, right. I'm still not sure. Now this is elaborated on much much further in the TV show, of course. But <laughs> no no no, my restrictions stand. It stands. Stop my talking rest- about it. And <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. essentially, you have a set amount of time in the past, and then oh, you okay. bam back into the future. So like that, an elastic band, is it? Essentially, yes. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, you get snapped back into the present. Um. Now, this is based on a French film called um, La Jetée. Um, yeah. And they have the ability to actually stay in the past. But this movie is definitely... You you snap back to the future and you don't have a lot of choice in it. Okay. I, I saw one of the... Uh, just on Google, just Googling 12 Muggies, and one of the first things that came up was trivia. Terry Gilliam never watched La Jetée. I was like, oh... You think that might have been the first port of call if you're going to remake this film? Yeah, I mean, it's apparently it was in. He must have seen it because he was inspired by it. So it's 28 minutes as well. It's a short film. Well, that's even worse. It's like, oh no, that's 27 more minutes than I got. Well, Come on exactly. now. Come on now. So the, we'll quickly get that out of the way, actually. So yeah, it's based on that uh, 1962 short film. But you can't really call it a film because 90% of it is actually photographs. So it's still shots, okay. um, but it's lots of still shots with a narrator. So, yeah, it's like a few steps removed from a film because a film is just a ton of still shots just played really, re- played really, really fast. But And the, the theme of that is, yeah, similar disaster in the future, um, but the disaster is World War Three. This guy gets sent into the past to prevent the war somehow um ends up getting sent into the future as well um the future people send him back with a macguffin that will help stop and reinvigorate or sorry it will help reinvigorate the present day civilization um but then he knows that in the present day he's going to get killed so he gets sent he sends himself back to the past and then gets killed in front of his younger self so you can see some parallels, but it's yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here playing with Lego Man. I I checked out there. A yeah. Few minutes. No, that was. I mean, sorry. 
I love Paradox. Otherwise, this would be a very difficult month. I do enjoy Paradoxes. I do enjoy Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey. Yeah. Um, this one of the reasons I one of the reasons this film got me right uh, in a good way was from a very early moment. You can tell that this is going to be a causality loop. Oh, as soon as he's dreaming, I was like, right. Uh, the second he's dreaming, like that is his so. mum or it's him. One of the yeah. one of those two things are involved. He's either seeing his own mother's death or he's seeing his own death. And when his mother doesn't really come into the movie too much, I was like, well, it's his own death. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I don't. And it's fine. And it works. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's more than fine. It works. I don't think it's it meant to be a surprise. I think it's it's just meant to inform what's going on. Yeah. That's it. like I, I I text you during this and I was like, was this meant to be a twist? Yeah, in the ending. And I actually texted you like I think ten minutes before the ending. So there is not a twist, but there is an there is a couple of things that you don't see coming. Yeah, which I like, and those are good. And I think that's what um, I think the Bruce Willis witnessing his own death as a child is to cover the actual two twists. Um, your mm, your mm. ginger man who turns out to be. No, I saw that coming a mile off, but I don't, again, yeah. that didn't feel like it was meant to be a the surprise. The fact that he's at the airport at the same time is the surprise I got it for, I, for me. Honestly, I got it from the signing, but now maybe, do you know what it is? To the audiences of 1995, all right, you, you got a pass, because now I know when David Morse turns up in a film, <laughs> something's going to happen. He's an even motherfucker, yeah. Usually... Uh, or he is an alien manifestation of Jodie Foster's dad. It's one of the yes, years, one of the you two. know. Um, and as soon as he was in it, I was just like, right, he is going to be yeah. at least involved in the worst. I liked how well, I suppose. Okay, jumping straight to the end, I did like that he all on his own. Son. It was, him. and yeah. I was like, oh wow, one man really can make a difference, you know? Yeah, uh, maybe not in the in the in a good way, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, wow! Don't hide it, man. They, you would want people to know your name if anybody lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. By, by, by the way, just sorry to any airline companies who are listening. If somebody rocks up to your desk with a ticket for New York, Rio de Janeiro, Kinshasa, and everything in the same week, please flag them. And I still think the biohazard thing is a thing. That was like. Like, I've got papers for them here. No, 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 no. They don't go on your... They're not hand Maybe luggage. I'm speaking out of ignorance, but these are not hand this is luggage. This not carry-on at all. Yeah. I've seen this movie. The kind of, yeah. I was like, what? Like, And also, hang on. Like, sorry, right, okay. We've gone to nitpicks now. So this this bloke who is the security officer that basically says, oh, sir, can you open your bag for me there? And your man is like, have a sniff. I mean, how dumb are you? Super I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it doesn't even have any odour. It's in a complete, like, the only thing missing is the exploding nuke in your face. Exactly. What other sign did you need, like, for the love of God? And did he have to release it there? Like, what if he'd just been let through? And has he just killed, like, he's effectively, okay, so again, but, uh, fuck it, spoilers, you, you know now. Has he just killed himself? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so Without by opening the vial. Yeah. So that's it, so whatever happens after this, it yeah. doesn't matter. It just makes me wonder, was the goal, was he supposed to release the vial there? Or is that just a happenstance? Did that just happen because it happened? I potentially like because you'd have done it by now, surely. Well, it depends if he knew what the incubation period was. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, if he knew, oh look, you get twelve hours and you're fine, then yeah, do it in the taxi. There you yeah. go, Grant. Exactly. You know, but if it's just like 
because he there there did seem to be a lot of trepidation, not just on the he knows with the monumental, uh, you know what's going to happen, but there did seem to be a bit like, let's see. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't immediately die. Right, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so odd. whether he planned to do it on the plane, well, maybe not on the plane, but in the the gangway to get to the plane or something. Yeah. Like maybe. Um, but then I don't know because he's got these tickets for all these different places, so it must be. Oh no, hang on. Sorry, my bad. The film says it's basically about a week, because I said it was about a week after this yeah. event that people start showing. Symptoms. Yeah, exactly. It's spread. And an airport is a perfectly fantastic way, as we found in the last year, to spread diseases. It's quite effective. Um, yes. So the time travel in this film is pretty simple. You can't affect yeah. the future from the past. So what has happened has happened, will happen, will happen again. So it's very neat and tidy. You can't you can't affect the future because you already did, essentially. It's a bit like he's a in a way, he's Indiana Jones, isn't he? Like he has no impact on the overall events of the story. No, not at all. We are yeah, exactly. It's just Okay. This is yeah, a sorry, loop. like full spoilers there, sorry. This isn't like but, Looper like, where yeah. we've got three or four different timelines. This is one mm. timeline, and now that you go back to seeing him as a kid, having watched himself die, he will grow up, live through the virus, get sent back in time, so on and so on. It is a closed loop. Um, yeah. It's cool. And it's cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's like... <laughs> it's not my favourite. The worst... But it, it's cool. Yeah, I was gonna, the worst thing you could ever say about this film is, what was the point of making this film? But th- that's not to say that yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I really did. But... There is what what this film is is like. I've made a film of this moment in history. Yeah, exactly. Not changing it. That's not the point. Yeah, you're not really talking is, about the moral, the moral implications of traveling through time. This is just a story, and time travel is a thing in it. But I do like that the goal isn't to go back in time and change things. It makes me wonder how they. Why wouldn't they like? Why wouldn't you go back in time and try to prevent this from happening? Like they don't know that it's a closed loop. Unless unless it is like Looper and you have to do this loop once. Because by the time he dies I I don't think it is this, but for argument's sake, by the time he dies, the people in the future know that oh no, it wasn't actually Brad Pitt at all. It was, you know, something else altogether. So younger him should surely grow up in a time where they have the ability to go back into no. 2020. But they obviously they don't do that. But technically, like any time travel thing, if you want to start poking. Yeah, but maybe they do. It. But we wouldn't. That's not the story that we've that, seen. Yeah. 13 monkeys. Very different. Yeah. Film. 12 monkeys. However. I love I love the name of the film because it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely bonkers, especially as the 12 monkeys aren't the people that even started that's it. a great it's, yeah that it's is a insane. great twist yeah um i really, really like that i mean speaking of that it was going to be a trilogy um but oh. well no sorry it wasn't it was rumored to be a trilogy but terry gilliam said no i don't really do trilogies oh well i was thinking no it's it's self-contained like i i'm sure there's a sequel story to be done uh, yeah, well the, the tv sure show <laughs> And is so okay. So now the TV show is it a sequel? No. Is it a straight remake? It's a total mm-hmm. remake, and it is nothing like the film. So some of the so Cole oh, okay. is in it. Uh, Goins uh, changes gender, um, and is a woman in right. an in an asylum. Um, 
her father is the crazy scientist that has created the disease that wipes everyone out. Cole is oh, okay. a prisoner that is sent to the past, but he's a freedom fighter. He's not actually... There are factions in the future, and yeah, he's sent back to prevent... To actually to prevent this from happening. It's not to so improve he, the future. Oh, yeah, okay. this is to stop the virus from being spread. Um, but then after season two, it takes a hard left turn into just bonkersville um but it's fantastic. oh emily hampshire is goins oh, yeah she's it. fantastic she's the best I bit of the her. series cole takes a little bit of getting used to but um yeah her, his his relationship with rally and with goins is fantastic and the future um oh the scientist in the future um who is jones is it michael hogan um, no, Jones. Yeah, okay. she's in it as well. But she's a German scientist, and she's yeah, fantastic. Great hmm. TV series, four seasons. It's finished. There's n- they're not doing any more. It does get a resolu- resolution, so it'll be it's a good one to watch. Cool. And I'm seeing at least two or three or potentially four members of the Battlestar Galactica cast in this. So yes. I'm pretty much yeah, yes, 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 yes. It's good. It's Which good means stuff. Hundred percent. This thing was filmed in Canada. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I'm just seeing all the names are recognising this. and just like, you know, yeah, these are all... This is what happens. Oh, Christopher Lloyd? Oh, no. Uh, he's not in a lot of it. Um, David Dastamalchian. Wait, Dastamalchian. I have to try and pronounce that rightly because we're going to be pronouncing it when we're doing the Suicide Squad. Yes, Dusted, dusted Malchian. Um, but back to this film. Um, so, what do you think of Bruce Willis in this film? I think he's very good because it's a very understated performance. It's, it's not Bruce Willis. Yeah, but I feel like that's what Bruce Willis does. Uh, well, well, no, because apparently... Now, again, I only know this from online. Apparently, Terry Gilliam said, if you play you, you're out. That's amazing. And Terry Gilliam sounds uh, like that kind of guy. Oh, it seems like he would be just like, I don't do... like you, This is, this is my, my film. Vision. I will tell you what to do. Yeah. I'm not hiring you to bring your stamp on no, it. No, definitely not. Yeah. But, and also... So again, now this is IMDb, but uh, Terry Gilliam gave Bruce Willis a list of Willis acting cliches not to be used during the film, including the steely blue eyes. Yeah, look. I was about to say, is it squinting? Like, <laughs> uh, I I really like that. And also, actually, just while while we're on the topic of actors, Terry Gilliam was also afraid that Brad Pitt wouldn't be able to pull off the nervous rapid speech. He sent him to a speech coast, but in the end, he just took away cigarettes. And Pitt played the part exactly as Gilliam. Oh, that's phenomenal. I wondered that as well, because no offence to Brad Pitt, but I did think this is... This is very good, and this is very different, and not how I'm used to seeing... Like, it's similar to his Fight Club performance, but turned up to 11. Um, So that's fascinating. That's so, so good. Um... He walks, and I think successfully, he walks a tightrope of... It could be a complete parody. I'm sorry, I actually said this again. Time travel. But I just want to say again, he doesn't do a parody of people with mental illness. But it's a, it's it's close. a razor's yeah, edge. Yeah, it's, it's a very, edge. very close. Um, so, man, this film jumps about so much. It's a good thing we are. It really so, does. Yeah. yeah, Bruce Willis goes back in time, but he goes back six years too early. Um, he gets arrested... Um, starts babbling about the future and is um, sent to an institution where a therapist called Dr. Raleigh takes an interest in him and 
kind of half believes him from the very off. Enough to be like, she definitely, there is a professional interest. Yeah. Initially, yeah, she's like, oh, well, you know, I am a doctor. I want to help people. Um, there is a moment in the film where she obviously basically becomes the patient, but we'll get yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so it kind of unravels a little bit because he wants to make this one phone call and he's been given this phone number uh, as yeah. the location of the scientist that creates the uh, creates the virus and this is going to... If he leaves a voicemail on this phone, then it will let the future know how to get to the scientist, I think. I think that's roughly how it works. But because he's six years too early, it's actually just a woman and her family. It's just their home. It's And it's quite funny the way it's done as well, because it's just, like, we don't see her again. She's not in any way important to the plot. No. It's just, he just, it's effectively the wrong number, but it isn't the wrong exactly. number. Exactly. Yeah, it's the wrong number yet, at the minute. Mm. Um, he ends up in the asylum for a little while. This is where he meets Brad Pitt, Goins. Now, it, this is a really hard bit of the film to follow, but Goins is like super hard against the establishment and people and the world and capitalism, etc. And does Willis explain what happens in the future? Does he ramble? He rambles. Yeah, he rambles he about rambles it. Is the problem. And this inspires. Yeah. He thinks it inspires Goins to set up the Twelve Monkeys. Essentially, he accidentally does it. Again, it's it's very good because you have that causality yeah. loop of technically Bruce Willis, Cole, creates the 12 monkeys by giving the idea to Goins. Yeah. While he's trying to stop the 12 monkeys. It's brilliant. Exactly. And 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 we still manage to cycle back to, but he's still Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. The, the genius yeah. is that that's irrelevant because the 12 monkeys didn't do it so i yeah i do like that it's very very i good. really like that it's almost like the, really like the the important stuff is happening like just next to him and then the bit like he's just on the next train over it's like no the guy you need is over there on that platform but you're on the wrong mm. one looking at this guy that doesn't matter at all um but in fairness now if i'm sent back in time and you have calm and collected david moore so he's talking doomsday stuff over yeah. here and you have Brad Pitt, who is the only thing he's not doing is wiping his own poo on the walls. <laughs> I know the one who I'm paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so he eventually bamps back to the future, um, has a bit of an interrogation. Now, this is really, well, it's not really interesting, but it's pretty interesting. The interrogation room. <laughs> it's not pretty interesting. I'm just going to like no. <laughs> preface that before I over, over um, commit. The, um, this film resulted in a lawsuit because. That interrogation oh. chamber where Bruce Willis is on the chair and it raises him up and there's like the sphere of televisions that interrogates him. Um, mm. Apparently that's ripped whole cloth from a book um, by a chap called uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, uh, Lebius Woods. And yeah, okay. he described it basically word for word like that and Universal basically lost the lawsuit and their options were... To, they had to remove that from the film or refilm it entirely. But Lebius said, you know what? Just give me a six-figure cash settlement and I'll let you keep it in. And they did. Now, considering the well, budget of the film was only $28 million, that's a chunk of change. In fact, 
the budget was uh, 29.5 million. And I think the 0.5 million was Levius's payout. We have this really, really carefully budgeted to the set. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> right, we either lose Bruce Willis or <laughs> we have to pay. Well, him. actually, on that, Bruce Willis, initially, he filmed it for free with the proviso that he would be paid, but they would decide a salary later because he really wanted to work with Gilliam. It's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, And it's funny because there are many, and presumably will continue to be many horror stories about Bruce Willis in Hollywood just being a diva Mm -hmm. and very difficult to work with. But I find this interesting because sometimes actors come along who the process is more important than the payoff and he does strike um, me as one of those people because i think once upon a time yeah yeah was. yeah yeah, exactly i mean now like if i was to walk down and i don't know see what was underneath the local bushes it'd be his latest film on dvd yeah bless him you know um and i i don't know if it's a causality if it's because of the diva-ish behavior you know the big directors won't hire him yeah of course or if it's he will just turn people that i i don't know but I actually, I like hearing stories like this. So people are like, price tag's not important. I want to work with you. I want to... Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to make a project. And I know there's, I'm sure there's many, many others off the top of my head that I can't think... Well, I can't think of it. That's the whole point. So it's not off the top of my head. <laughs> many, many others on IMDb Please who I could find who I like that. <clears throat> so... But it is, it's it's interesting that at some point, uh, I say this without knowing the man, but at some point the craft was more important yeah, than the renown. Exactly. I mean, by this point, he wasn't hard up for cash either. <laughs> He'd yeah, done true. quite well yeah. from a few films. Um, so yeah, he jumps back to the future, gets interrogated. They kind of question his loyalties. Um, what are you whistling? <laughs> I was attempting to whistle back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He jumps back to the future. Yeah, anyway, he jumps into a place that isn't the present or the past. And um, they don't believe that he got sent to 1990. They think that you've just been fucking around. Like, what? Did you just enjoy the women? Like, what did you actually do? It's like, you sent me to the wrong year, you jerk offs. Um, they eventually believe him and send him back to the right year in the same location. So they do send him back to 1996. Um, he, for some reason... Whoa, well, a- after a bit of a whoopsie, they do. They have a little bit of a whoopsie first uh, because they do. he ends up in 1996, but he takes the long way around to get there because he does a stop-off during World oh War Oh, my God, War. yes. Oh, that's insane. Oh, that is rough. Yeah, yeah he gets dropped right into world war one and for some because it's not an exact science his cellmate has also been dropped there on his way to 1996 later in the film <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it is it's like, I, I i both love the fact that it's not an exact science and it's also like who was running this machine yeah, come seriously. on now. how wrong can it be like that is a leap you're in you're in friggin normandy um <laughs> Al, why haven't I leaped yet? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, via he World very War very importantly I, gets shot. Yes, in the leg, which mm. he carries around for a very, very long time. Yes, yes, for about 76 years, one might yeah, say. Yeah, much, much longer yeah. than he should have done. Like, he was walking and just 
sometimes the injury appears, sometimes it doesn't appear because plot. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. It's like, I must run away from these things now, but I have to convince her of something. So, oh, uh, my, my leg. leg. Yeah. So he bumps into Goins again, kind of seeks her out. Why? Familiar face, attractive lady. I don't think there's a real reason that he needs her help specifically, other than he needs no, a car. Not really. That's 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 pretty much it. I think it was because she showed him kindness. That's that's pretty Because you much showed it. me kindness, I'm gonna hold you at gunpoint until you drive me well, to for him but remember now, for him it's only been about an hour. Yeah. For her true. it's been six years. Yeah. Like so it'd be pretty fresh in his well I know, I feel like as fresh as the, he can just steal a car. <laughs> oh, he can't drive. That's the other thing. Because when cars existed, he saw people driving, but he was too young to learn. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, so kidnaps her, um, agrees to go and find basically the place that he scouted out in 2035, drive there to see if the 12 monkeys mm. are there. Um, and he finds the 12 monkeys, but yep. no, he doesn't find the 12 monkeys. He finds some homeless people in a room. Oh, that's first. Yeah. And then he kicks the shit out of somebody. With one of them, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Basically, yeah, he, he full-on curb stopped. Now, in fairness, there is that blink and you'll miss it moment of the homeless person throws her down on the ground and starts to unbuckle himself. Yeah, so it's just like, bye. Yeah, grim, 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 grim. Um, curb stomps him. Yeah. Am I jumping about? The, they do that. Then they... Why do they go from there to Brad Pitt's house? They... Is the trail just gone cold? Oh no, sure, hang on. When he's in the interview... Right, so sorry, people who are listening, because, again, hope you have that pen and paper handy. When he was in the interview room that they all got sued over, they, they showed a series of images. One of the images was going... Oh, that's it, yeah. And he's famous for... His dad is famous in the news for that. Yeah, so, Being yeah, a virologist, yeah, exactly. exactly. Follow yeah. this guy. But why is... So for some reason, they didn't need rally in this part of the film so as they as she removes the bullet they make it seem like he's strangled her and killed her but actually he's just shoved I her don't... in the boot because she's not and needed then... in the house scene I think is the only reason that's pretty much it but also who's the so in, in the there's a news report right where because she's been kidnapped it's made the news yeah. and you know that's whatever but then you know breaking news the bod- the mutilated body of a young woman has been found. Like, who the okay, fuck was that? Out, it's who the fuck was that? Because it turns out it's not her at all. He's just locked her in the trunk. And it's kind you know, of ambiguous. Then- like she thinks that he has killed somebody to make it look like her to throw them off the scent. And all he responds to that is, "You're all dead anyway." It's kind yeah, of ambiguous like whether he's just killed a stranger. A no. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a bit like. I was kind of like, I genuinely believed that he raped and killed her, didn't he? I was like, I don't think I'm okay with this movie. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. The, the, to fucking quote, it's always sunny. It's the implication. Yeah. And I just like, no, and because it was not necessary. Fine, fa- do a fake out death. I don't mind, like, that's fine. But it was like, oh... Oh god! Yeah, it got a bit personal. And then, with there being exactly with there being no, it it like this does not have any further bearing on the plot. Yeah, at all. No, she's you know? just pissed at him. 
So he goes yeah. to Goins um, and kind of comes out with it and says, look, you're, you or your, sorry, your dad is going to create sorry, this no. virus and you're going to release it. Please don't. Mm. And that's where Goins is just like, what are you talking about? You gave me the idea to do this in the first place. And that's the big revelation. Yeah. And I don't really follow the rest of it because Brad Pitt is talking so fucking fast and is off the rails. <laughs> there's a bit like that. And there's a kind of, in a way then with Brad Pitt, with Goins, there's almost, there's a big gag in that he kind of is a good guy, but yeah. he's just played as a baddie. Yeah, exactly. The 12 monkeys you know, are trying to do good are, things. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're basically, they're an animal rights group. They're Peter. Yes. They're, you know, that, that's, that's well, what they Peter are. Well, Peter isn't good, but you're right sorry yeah but no, yeah right. no i know what um, you mean they are an animal rights group. um exactly and it's like okay and, and then they kind of the guy it's because he's obviously played at a million miles a minute and i think i i feel that's deliberate he is deliberately hard to follow yeah. like he's oh my god he's unstable he could go off at any moment he's exactly the kind of person that would release a deadly virus yes of course he's not that at all no you know what they do is basically they have a bit of disruptive fun yeah, essentially. Um it's a yeah, massive accidental red herring, which is to the to yeah. the benefit of the people that are doing the, the dodgy things. Um He's like, have at it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there's a few scenes interspersed here with Christopher Plummer, who is sorry, Brad Pitt's dad. Um yeah. Goins the elder. Um just has to play somebody yeah. evil. Um base- But is he evil? Huh? Is he evil? I don't think Christopher Plummer. No, Plummer's no, he's evil. not actually. It's just the the henchman. Not even. No, I think he's just literally, he owns the lab. That's it. Yeah, it's the henchman acting on his own, isn't it? It's that. Yeah. It's, it, it, as far as I can tell, I might be totally wrong, but I think David Morse got an idea into his head and destroyed the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a network of people. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Which is why it's so hard to track down. Exactly. Something that, like, oh. oh, the TV show does so well. Damn it. Can we just review the TV show? We, we will. I think we'd, we'd so, recommend. It would be odd to have added 12 Muggies to the TV show to the recommends for this because we'll be like, all right, is that you telling us not to watch the film? Yes, it would. <laughs> yeah. That would be so broken. I love it. That's amazing. So, um, yeah, basically a, the security chase him through the building. Now, this annoyed me a little bit because they burst into the kitchen and they're just like, where is he? And they can't find him. And they make this big to-do saying, he's disappeared. He's just vanished. And you're like, he's jumped back, back to the future. But no, he hasn't. He's yeah, just managed he's just to escape. Apparently, is really good at escaping. I was like, why yeah. did you put so much emphasis on he's vanished into thin air when just fucking let him escape? Like, you've misled me into thinking he's gone back to the future and it did confuse me for a second. Yeah, yeah it was a bit annoying. It was a bit like, well, we know he can. And it, oh, and then, moment, excuse me, mere moments later, he does. Yes. He's back to the car. So, what the fuck? And, yeah. The only reason you, that, for that is so that that is the final kind of like seed of doubt in Raleigh's head that ah this might be true because the parallel news story is kid in barn um sorry kid in well and um yeah kid stuck in well but Cole says yeah no I remember this when I was growing up he's actually in the barn um mm. and as soon as he jumps back to 19 uh, back to 2035 the second time the kid is actually found in the barn and that's kind of for the next I think it's weeks that he's gone, um, she goes nuts and is just questioning her own reality. It, that, and that, to me, so even though 
I'm like you. I If I had to pick a third of the film I didn't enjoy as much, it would be the first third. She confused the hell out of me going into the last third of this film. It's like, so, because she's batshit yeah. at the end of it. Like, and, and there seemed to be very little... Reason for that. Yeah. And, the, and they're so like, you know, ha ha ha, we're crazy. Like, literally, she says the lines, ha ha, we're crazy, it's fine, I'm going to go and make a phone call. Yeah, ha, I'm just going to run with this, it's fine. Um... Yeah, it seems okay. a bit weird how she got there. And also, like, friggin', um, uh, what's a bucket? <laughs> Madeline Stowe just disappeared from the world after, like, 2003. Her last film, she's done TV things, but her last film was 2003. Um, she's done TV oh. stuff basically from then until now, but... Yeah, in, including 12 Monkeys, the TV show, in one episode. Ooh. Yeah, it makes a brief appearance. But yeah, she's really good, but she's just non-existent anymore. Yeah, well, that's a shame. Yeah. Maybe she bumped back to the future. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 Yes. So he's gone back to 2035 another interrogation but they've kind of fixed him up a bit this as is, well yeah this is kind of a nicer interrogation it's kind yeah. of like, you're done here's your pardon but i think at this yeah point. it is you you've successfully uncovered the 12 monkeys and their location and who runs them but he convinces them to send him back because he's figured out it isn't the 12 monkeys that do this at all because they don't have the virus and that's not even their mm. goal at all um. yeah so he gets sent back to 1996 again to try and find the guy who is behind it Um. and like handily for the plot he gets sent back to after he had left whereas he could have just gone back earlier now that he knows who's involved yeah so this is knows. where I this is a little bit so of this like is where, the plot needed you to be. Yeah, this is where fixed loops don't work. Because what's to stop you from starting again? Now, Travellers, the TV show, handles that really, really well. Um, okay. So their logic is... So they're attempting to save the future as well. So they send Travellers back. But they know that if you send a Traveller back to before the first Traveller, you undo all of the good work. So they send back a thousand travellers over the course of like 20 years. And after that 20 years, they fucked the timeline so much and it hasn't changed the future that they start again. So they then go back to way, 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 way back to start again. But it's very practical and I like it. But in this, it, yeah, I don't know. Unless they think it's going to undo the knowledge that they've found. So I thought that maybe, or obviously not because the rules don't support this, but I, I was watching it going like, oh, they just kind of sent him back to be with her. Was this his reward? No, 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 because yeah. he's going to snap back eventually. Um, yeah. But no, this is to, um, yeah, this is to track down the actual source of the virus because they know it's not the 12 monkeys. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's the reason. It seems to be, um, you know what I mean? And there's... They learned that the Army of the Twelve Monkeys was not the source of the epidemic. The group's major act of protest is releasing animals from a zoo and placing Coins' father in an animal cage. Um, oh, um, yeah, Coles. Yeah, it's a bit confusing, but 
it's it's a bit confusing. It's still not as confusing as Primer. Agreed. But it is still a bit confusing. Um, it's... At the end of the day, I think... Not to wrap up or anything, but at the end of the day, I think this film lives and dies on whether you buy Gilliam's view or Gilliam's vision of time travel and the world and the way that he films it. By the end of it, I do, but I struggle with it at the start. Yeah, very, very much. And uh, Rally is a problem. Now that you've said it, it she really is a problem. How she goes from unstable she is by the crazy. end. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. That's fine. We're going to put you in a wig. We're going to put a moustache on you. We're going to give me a wig and we're going to elope somewhere. Right. So this is okay. I know exactly so what you're we, about to we, say. We need to, we need to address the, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the faux pas. Absolutely. Right. So they go to they have sort of they're sort of chilling out almost in in a cinema. Right. And they've got some clothes. There is a sense of inevitability in this. So they go and for the whole thing. right? As you say, there's been a background plot of the little boy not traps down yeah. the well but he's actually in a burn there's also been Cole learning what an advertisement is because he's never heard what an ad is and there's been ads for hey come to the Florida Keys yeah. this has been lovely you know and so they go and buy tickets to the Florida Keys and there's a sense of like you're this is your retirement this is not you're, you're not done you're going to go and watch the world die yeah. in Florida Keys I kind of got that feeling right they go and they get the shirt that we know we're going to see again later on because quick point on that it might have why is macy's selling so many hawaiian shirts in december why, why, why wouldn't they i mean you're right and then yeah like you know where the hell actually sorry where the hell did she get that money she pulls out about 20 yeah, grand she, in 50 dollars. she stole it from the pimp or he stole oh. it from the pimp oh Okay, I'm fine with yeah. that. Sorry, I didn't notice that. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, they made it... It's obnoxious because she shouts out, oh, yeah, tie him up and steal his money. And he's just like, what, you want us to mug him? Yeah, we need cash. Instead of just, yep. okay, she finds right, cash. Right. They kind of stick it in as a plot point. And also that that sort of speaks to the, well, she's become somewhat irrational. Yeah, totally point. fine okay. with robbing a pimp. That's... Hey, okay. Yeah. And he's still disorientated. Like, you know, Bruce, uh, Cole is still like, I don't know what's <laughs> Exactly. Did I kill this man? I don't know. So, yeah, they get there. That's fine. Big wad of cash. That's fine. They go to the cinema. So they're sitting there in the cinema. They've changed over. And she's after sticking a wig on him in the dark. No mirror. No makeup. Okay. He passes out, falls asleep, wakes up. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, where am I? Goes outside uh, where she's on a phone call. If I'm being very kind, Grant, she's had about two hours to go with makeup lights and a full team. Because <laughs> after 13 seasons of US Drag Race, two seasons of UK, five seasons of All Stars, one season of Canadian, and one secret celebrity drag race, you do not get a lace front dream <laughs> that perfect without a lot of help and makeup. That I call bullshit i don't even know half the words you said then but i agree that it's unbelievable it's one of the big problems i have with season one of stranger things as well it's like no they did not put it those kids did not find that wig for l to wear <laughs> they did not no it didn't like, happen no sorry i feel are you okay now you, could, these you got that out of your system i had to, i had to get that out of me like you know this film this, because of rupaul this film has aged badly yeah this bonkers time travel film about viruses this, and shit this is, this my is problem the problem this got is it. my problem nailed it yeah 
Bamps Back to the Future, fine. That's yeah. totally grand. That's cool. Fantastic. David Morse is the intimidating guy. That's fine. Brad Pitt with his wonderful face, one eye looking at you, one eye looking for you. Totally fine with that. But it's just <laughs> this thing now with um, the lace front. Uh, that one I couldn't get my, my no, head around. too much. That eye is really distracting, isn't it? Like, uh. it's, really, it's so distracting. And then when they... Obviously, he is himself for the whole thing, but when they try and put him in a suit, he stands out <laughs> even more. Like, he, he almost devolves. Yeah. Like, when he's in the uh, asylum in the beginning... He is 1995's beautiful yes. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Except Interview with a vampire. Yeah, but then they put him in the long hair. It looks yeah, awful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just uh, bonkers. Oh, deep breaths. Um, and four years later, Fight Club yeah, would be Brad released. Pitt's had a, it's an understatement it's of the century, but he's had a career, hasn't he? Bloody right he has. Anyway, um, right. Okay, I feel we've gone somewhat yes. off topic. Already. I'm wobbly about <laughs> this bit, actually, now that I'm thinking... How does he go back the final time? Because um, there's the... Rec- they play a recording at no, some no, point of her. N- and it's the recording that she has made in yeah. the... It's to the laundry... Basically, she rings the original yeah. phone number and it's to a laundry yeah. company. And if you place your time, date and order there, that's a message to the future to tell them where something important is going to happen, um, which is how they yeah. know where to where to send him originally. Yeah. But I can't remember um, why they decide to send him back the final time. We, so, so he's already... Yeah, no, because he's already got it. So by the time he goes... But this is before the pimp, before the lace front and all that. He's gone back. And on that trip, he stays then until the end. events yeah. end. In the middle of that she rings the phone or she rings the number. Yeah, and then when they get to the airport, he rings them again to say he does it's ring them again not the, the 12 monkeys. So I think they've still sent him back to apprehend the 12 monkeys and it's on this final trip where he realises it's not equally, I'm not going to deal with this anymore, but I'll send them a message. This is the information you need. Please leave me here. Um, send somebody yeah. else to deal with it, which they do, but he doesn't deal they with do. it. Yeah. It's too late. Um yeah, why? But he says something. So this is Jose, his friend, his his cellmate, who he saw in World War One. A picture was snapped of them, which is how she ends up which finally believing the most that he is a time fucking traveler. staged picture. I, this is my I biggest thing with time travel movies, and Doctor Who does this as well. It's there's reports of the Doctor throughout history, and he's staring at the fucking camera. He's like, this is him in 1894. This is him in 1912. Yeah, exactly. He's looking at the photographer and he's he's next to John F. Kennedy at some point. And like, it's it can't just be like a beach snap or like something. Yeah, he's in the background of this like Holiday Inn picture. No, it's that a historic event. Doctor Who was like, oh, and it's that current incarnation as well. It's not one of the other ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense otherwise. It you always get that montage per Doctor Who. It's hilarious. Absolutely. <sighs> uh, one thing I did say, one thing I did notice, it was a bit like, I, I'm I'm spoiled by budgets of 2021 here. But when they when he goes back to World War One, I, I was like, oh come on, I can see the backdrop. Like, yeah, exactly. This is almost Blackadder <laughs> levels of. Uh, yes, of it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but but okay, why didn't Jose do anything? Fuck to knows. Him? Not a fucking clue. But like, but I suppose again, that's us trying to go. Why didn't they try and change anything? At no point. Now, 
All right. Okay. So I'm going to have to go through to the end of the film here to ask this question, yeah. right? So the kerfuffle in the airport, whatever, they get through. She has the moment of realization of, oh my God, there is your man, David Morse. He came up to me at a book signing once, talk of doomsday stuff. Yes. He's got, okay. He's, he's the at guy. the airport. There's oh a chase my God. down. It must be him. Yeah. The whole scene plays out that was always in Cole's mind as a child, which again we saw and this is the bit where it's like was this meant to be a twist ending we saw this coming yeah. a mile off and this is not the twist at all the twist is eventually yeah that plays out as it does David Morse keeps going for some reason nobody stops him after there's been a shooting in the airport 1995 <laughs> how are you getting on he gets onto the airplane and one of the professors who originally sent Cole back is sitting beside David Morse on the plane yes. And she introduces herself and herself. I can't remember her name. She says, "Blah blah blah, I work in insurance." Yeah. And I was like, "So, the professors never, ever, ever intended to change anything, nope. to stop anything from happening. Nope. It was all about making sure that it happened. That's what I got from the very end." Of so it. I don't know what the insurance is. That how you no. got that? So I don't know what the insurance thing is about at all. I thought it was like I I took from it as opposed as opposed to insuring a car or insuring whatever. I thought it was to insure something to ensure that it happens. So if you look at the um, the credits and what their different roles are, none of them are like scientist or doctor. None of them are actually doctors. They're all, which probably explains why they fucked up the time travel so hard. Um, they're all like botanists or zoologists or something. So they're trying to, I think, rebuild. Are they the 12 monkeys in the future? No. And they don't want... And because the animals have retaken the earth, are they making sure that it happens? No. I don't think that's it. <laughs> but I think they're a slapdash group of people that... I think genuinely they do want to find a cure for the disease so that they can make the world habitable rebuild. again. Almost from zero. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm still not too sure if they managed to succeed or not. Like, and I don't know why they meet her on the plane. Why he meets her on the plane. I don't get it. I feel like it was meant to be a holy shit moment. And it was more kind of a... Huh, it doesn't moment. mean anything, does it? It's like, oh, you've bumped into her. No. Cool. I, I, would, I would have actually... What I would have preferred... Sorry, this is me rewriting the film now. Sorry, Terry Gilliam, for me. Presuming I can do better. But what I would have preferred is if I'm here as insurance, then because the film closes on the eyes of a young Cole, if you then saw the plane explode, I would have gone, all right, insurance, Cole wasn't able to stop him from getting through the airport. You know, she oh, was doing... But then she was insurance. That, that would... Right. But then that would change... That would things. change the future. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if that was... I would have like... Uh, do you know what? Yeah, right, I'm on board with that. But then they didn't do that and I was just left. Confused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is really confusing. Um, I've just found, because this is really going to bug me. Uh, Dr. Peter's oh. takes a seat. His seatmate introduces herself as Jones. We recognise her from the panel of scientists in 2035. I'm in insurance, she tells him as the movie ends. The ambiguous ending begs many questions. We're not alone. For all of their efforts, was the pathogen still released in the airport in 1996 in Philadelphia? Or will 2035 go back and amend that? Nope. Was Jones sent back?
back from the future or is it a coincidence she ends up on the plane with the virus's source? Was Jones going to do something to Dr. Peters during the flight to ensure that he can't release the virus anywhere else? Now, I don't like that because that's not the goal. The goal isn't to stop the virus. The goal is to get old goings to create a cure. And that's the bit yeah. that I'm fucking missing. Um, but yeah, good. So that ending, yeah, we, we're confused for good reason. Because it could just okay, be... So it's not just It us. could just be random. The only thing... Ah, wait a second. This is 1996. Yeah. And she's from 2035. And, she's and she hasn't aged. So same. this is... So it has to be Yeah, her. this is future her. But, but again, why? Like, is it, is it, is it up kidnap to the audience member to decide? Maybe they think he's the scientist. Kidnap him and bring him back to the future. But that's not going to be of any good because he don't know shit. He just stole it and wants to set the reset button. And it's also been released. Oh, well, I suppose Only yeah, one if, of if them he finds has. an answer. Yeah. Answer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I mean like it depends how virulent it is. Although leaving that... leaving the virus in the hands of America probably is a guaranteed way to make sure it does spread to the rest of the world. But hey And we have just lost some of our audience. England is just as much to blame as is Ireland. Excuse me, I think we've done pretty well. We hate everyone. No, you don't. Very, but, never mind. And, and yet, we have yet, yet to close our borders. Uh, well, quite. A year exactly. off. Exactly. Fucking hell. Anyway, anyway, yeah, right, that's a whole other thing. So, um, I still don't understand why they don't just fucking pick up Goins. They must have enough information by now to know. In fact, they know he's locked in a cage in a zoo. So why can't they pick him up and get the information from him? reasons reasons it feels like the film I... is more interested in wrapping up bruce willis's plot sorry cole's plot, Cole. yeah with him witnessing his own death we've got to tie that up in a nice bow rather than the actual mission yep that's and it's yeah fine yeah i yeah like I don't know. I mean, no, no, sorry, not that I don't know. I mean, I like it. I like Cole's story, except for how mental it is. That's fine. Yeah. More to the fact I... She... Not that she annoys me. I like Rayleigh or Riley, because it's kind of pronounced a couple of different ways in the film. <laughs> but she does go from zero to nuts. Yeah, unhinged. Between I think, one of yeah, unhinged is the best way yeah. to put it. Um, and... Grand, if there was a bit more of a lead into that, and I totally felt like I get it, Stockholm syndrome. That's fine. They actually they they do yeah, they address fine. that at one that. point of the film, but there's Stockholm syndrome and there's oh you crazy you caught the crazy yeah, which isn't the ironically yeah. what Brad Pitt's goings is like yeah no they keep us in here or else like we're gonna give the crazy to all of the other people, and it's like yeah that's not how it works unless you look well, at Rally because apparently that is how it works. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. She was there too um, long and like... Woo, breathing it. Yeah. I do um, like how Cole is questioning whether he's from the future. Like, he spent so much time with Goins and with Raleigh being told that he's crazy. It's like, well, maybe that future is a construct of my mind and I am insane because this is bonkers. I like... I did like that. Because she has to then convince him that he is from the future and that you did predict these yeah. things. I think 
Right. In terms of plot and everything, uh, uh, I don't know. Did you like it, Ian? No. <laughs> I started off by saying <laughs> yes. I I will never watch this film again. I have I no incentive to watch it again. And a lot of it is just it's how Gilliam's on... presented it, I think. Yeah. A lot of it, it's always, it always turns up on great... I appreciate having watched it. I'm glad I've yeah. seen it. But I can't, I can't see me sitting down now again. I also think it's quite and dated. It's... It doesn't look... It hasn't aged has well dated a bit. at all. I think, though... I mean, you're not wrong. But, like, Brazil, for example, hasn't aged well. But it's the same... Very much the same visual style. Uh, and yet it's always on these top ten yeah. lists of... Uh, so, so, I'm slightly, slightly, slightly World War One was shot on stage two. <laughs> um, like, I'm slightly more forgiving of that. But yeah, there's some ideas have dated a bit quicker. And also just the... Why was this film made? That's the other Because there's no impetus. It doesn't change anything. Other than the fact of like, okay, I enjoyed watching yeah. it, sure. But... It was never... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's... He even lied to him and let him think he could change yeah. things. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of okay with that because it's just... It, at least it was consistent with its own rule set. Um, I just mm. think the 12 Monkeys TV show does it so much better, so please go and watch that. I will go I yeah. will go and watch that because I like the idea enough to go, all right, now let's see another... Oh, man, the execution. This. Even the time travel. So the time travel is explained how they do it. The time travel, the time machine is, and the time travel sequence is stunning. It is so dramatic. It is incredible. I I get tingles every time I watch them travel back and forth. Do you feel that, I I suppose, I don't know if you can answer this, but do you feel if you hadn't seen the TV show would you have enjoyed the film yes. more? Did you find yourself for the entire film going like, ah, yeah. I but, knew it would, ah, yeah, was different because it's 20 years removed, but it's still very, very different. Um, and it's okay. a different story. It Honestly, it's a completely different story. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot much more to say about it. This is definitely Terry Gilliam does time travel movies. Um, it's not my style of time travel. I think closed loops are a bit boring because you're just... All you're doing is be. telling a story that's A, B to C, which is like any other film, but you go A, B, C, A, B, C. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, look, I'm I'm hesitant in saying, because I'm not saying I don't agree with you, but I'm hesitant in saying closed loop. Just give me a reason. Give me a reason to watch this closed loop. Like, this is just like... Yeah. So you gave it away at the very beginning. Well, and this is, this is my biggest... You see him in the airport. My biggest thing... And... Um, Sonic the Hedgehog did this as well. Stop starting your movies with the end of your movie. And Sonic does this. It starts with the final action or the second to final action scene. And he literally says, hey, aren't you wondering how I got to this point? And then does a massive rewind and goes back to the beginning. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like, it's lazy. Like, you need an action sequence to start your film. So start with an action sequence that's at the end of the film. Oh, fucking well done. Brilliant. Do you know what? Take a lesson from Jonathan Frakes. Put the Borg invasion in the first act of the film and spend the rest of the film convincing your audience that you had all of the budget that you showed them in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. It's a genius idea, isn't it? Spunked like 90% of the budget in that first 10 minutes. 100%. It's the Enterprise! That cube cube looked amazing. Yeah, that Borg didn't look great. Shut up. (laughs) That cube looked amazing. (laughs) 
absolutely spent 20 quid on the compound in montana but did i tell nope, you exactly right 12 monkeys good film glad i, yeah, saw, it. Never Honestly, watching glad it I saw it glad i, I know this is going to be bottom of the list i haven't seen next week's film are we doing are we doing deja vu or that other one you said about paradigm predestination, predestination. um let us discuss off cool. the air and we shall let you know in the tweets one folks. of the next two films um, will be deja vu or predestination um I'm yep. pretty sure that 12 Monkeys will be bottom of the list. Um, I probably enjoyed it more than Primer. Primer is probably smarter oh, than this. Yes, thank you. Most things are smarter see, than I, this. I can be nice. No, no. Right, I'm not doing another hour and a half on this. Um, it's oh fine. Oh man, Primer's <laughs> so good. I want to watch Primer again. And thanks everybody for joining us this week for English Irish. <sighs> um... It's grand. We'll 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 do a discussion at the yeah. end. It's fine. But in the meantime, uh, I enjoyed it. This was great. So you suggest this great suggestion. Thank you very much. I'm glad I watched. Yeah, it. same. I will yeah. say that for sure. It's not a bad film. It's just yeah, no, it's like, not. It just and it doesn't, was doesn't ever rewatch. Sorry, no, yeah, it's, and it's been on my list because of the TV show. Um, so this was a good opportunity to to get it watched. Um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you about the twelve the TV show. Actually, very good. Cool. All right. Note to self: watch TV. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, I think that's everything for this week, guys. So check out on the Twitter socials. Whoever is looking after that this week, <coughs> uh, will be letting us know what next week's film is. <laughs> yeah. um, and these are all awesome. And thank you so much for joining us and being amazing. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies this week. We hope your brain is not too melted and that you'll consider catching up with us on social media. You can catch us on Twitter at EnglishIrishGTM or you can catch us on Instagram at an Englishman and an Irishman. You can catch our website at EnglishmanandanIrishman.wordpress.com and maybe one of these days we'll be able to sit down together and do this. But it's been really nice sitting down with you and having you listen to us. You look after yourselves and we'll see you soon. Thanks.